What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine podcast. This is episode 70. Andy, call more cow choked. I don't know if there's a, there's a better way or a nicer way to put it. It was awful. Awful. And for such like, I, I, last night I randomly turned on Golf Channel, <clears throat> excuse me, and they were showing... They were showing a replay of the final round, and Morikawa was warming up, and uh, Shane Bacon was was you know a friend of mine, and he he was just stating the obvious. He's like, man, a bad round for Colin Morikawa these days seems like a seventy or a seventy-one. Like this guy just has it all going. And I feel like we all felt the same way Saturday night going into Sunday. You saw Morikawa with a five-stroke lead going into Sunday. Seemed like a short sure thing, right? Yeah, I was. It, yeah, no, I got to, it. Got to a point on Saturday when the round was finished, and he was winning by five that I almost just called it like over like Sunday morning. I wasn't even watching the golf. I was helping my dad set up his new simulator. He's got going on in his garage, Ooh. which is the best, by the way. Have you ever played in a simulator before? Yes. It's so much fun. Oh my God. I would be in there all day, but yeah. I was helping him do that. And then we were watching um, the chargers Bengals game, which was another shit show. Yep. And then I go on Twitter for the first time. I don't know. at like, one or two in the afternoon and the first tweet i see is Colin morikawa just chunking it into a bunker three feet in front of him <laughs> i turned the channel over there i was watching football too for work and i turned it over to the golf i'm like morikawa's got this and uh they were talking to that ceo of hero whoever and uh morikawa's on the, on the screen too and he look, i look up and he just chunks it right into the bunker in front of him and i'm like that's something i do all the time i'm like what and then i'm like then he put he tapped in for like double bogey. I'm like, what is going on here? You know that DiCaprio gif where he's in the chair. He's like, oh, 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 come on. <laughs> that, that's it. That was exactly yeah. what it was. And there no, were multiple I, times that week, that weekend, uh, where I felt that same way. I was like, just seeing golf pro golfers mess up like I do just makes me feel warm inside. Yeah. And he's what he, going in, he's just, his game is so good and his iron play is so good and recovering from bad tee shots. He's the last guy that I thought could turn at 41 and just absolutely choke a golf tournament away. His game's way too good for that. I know he can miss some putts or whatever, but what are you going to shoot like one or two over if you're not hitting putts? Like it was that opening round was ugly or opening nine was ugly. Yeah. One of his uh, double bogeys on the front nine, he hit a six iron um, into the stuff there where it's like, you know, he had to take, he had to take a, he had to hit a provisional. And it's like his six iron went so far left. Like, you know, we were talking, you were talking about his dispersion last week. Like he just doesn't do that kind of stuff. And golf is hard. It's hard. Yeah, you know? It's hard. Like a friend of mine was like, text me. He's like, Oh, look at Morikawa, you know, choked and all that. Like, what's his problem? Like golf is hard. If you played the game, you know, it. like what you can, you can have everything figured out. You can wake up on a Sunday morning, drive to the golf course and be like, I know what I'm doing. All of a sudden you make the turn. And you know, if you're a pro, you're at 41. If you're me, you're at 50. And you're like, what the hell is going on here? And I don't know if there's a worse feeling like on like a Saturday, you go to the range and all of a sudden you just start striping it. And you're just like, man, I think I figured something out. My shoulder wasn't supposed to be here. It's supposed to be here. And then you drive to the course Sunday morning. You couldn't be in a better mood. And then you hit that first tee shot and you're just like, I have no fucking idea what I'm going to do out here. Yeah. And then like you say, you've been waiting all week to go play with your buddies. Right. And all right. of a sudden you're. You're on the third hole. You've gone like double, triple. And you're like, what in the goddamn world is going on? Like all that all week. You're like, at least I got Saturday morning where I'm going to go out with the boys. I'm going to play golf. I'm going to put on a show. I'm going to make some putts, get some birdies. And all of a sudden you're five over through two. And you're like, why, why do I even come out here? Why do I not play tennis? 
I'm gonna put on a show for the boys. Like the <laughs> I'm back. I'm the the uh, yeah. I'm back text you sent to the boys. Like just hit yeah. get at the range. I'm back. Like, tapping each other. Going like, did you did you see that Andy's uh, even parts or two? Like, yeah, yeah, yes. Wow. I birdied one a couple weeks ago, and I was like to my buddies, I'm like, all right, we're at 59. Watch is is on. And I tripled two, and I'm walking off the green. And I was like, I was at 59 watch. So I'm like, just shut up. So now, now whenever I make an early early birdie, I'm like, let's go 59 watch. Let's go. Birdieing the first hole, I think, is the worst thing that can happen to an amateur golfer. Yeah. Just set up for failure the rest of the day. That drive from the first green to the second tee, I'm like, this this could, this could be the day where the little hop out of the cart. You're like, Oh, I'm kind of feeling it. Let's go boys. Yeah. And the best round I ever played, I think I shot a 75 and uh, the first time I broke 70, broke 80, I shot a 75 and I bogeyed the first hole. So like that, that like, mm-hmm. as you say, like if I birdied that first hole, I'd be like, Oh yeah. But like, if you start off with low expectations, you can usually build, but birdie in the first hole, you know, it's, it can be tough. Although I'll take all the birdies I can get. Yeah, that that is also very true. I was thinking about something too while watching the while watching Morikawa. I think on Saturday he had a bogey free round. Have you ever had a bogey free round? Um, I played How nine. I, I went out for like a, a Twilight Nine round and I was bogey free, but never eighteen holes. I always got a bogey holes, in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, then no, I haven't. No, I think that's harder than like. I think that's if I ever had a bogey free round. I think that's harder than a hole in one. I think so too. I, I think, and like we like, we, like every now and then we'll be like, "Oh, yeah, that's seven birdies. That's a lot." But like to have a bogey-free round must be so. That means you're hitting every green, and that you means know? probably that you're mixing in like a couple like really good quality up and downs too, where you hit like an eight footer for par to like keep it rolling. Yeah, yeah. I was just I was just thinking about that the other day about how nice it would be to have a bogey-free round. Oh, I can't even imagine the feeling of that. Just signing off on 18, and then you're looking at your card. I'm like, man, there's not a single square on that bitch. Yeah, when I broke 80 that time for 75, I remember I was on the 18th tee in my cart. My buddy is in front of me looking at the scorecard, and uh, I see him like adding everything up. And he kind of like looks back at me, and he's like, and I go, I, I know what's going on here. Like, I know what I have to do here. Just stop it. <laughs> like, yeah, are you a big? Are you a big keep score? Like while you're like actively in your head, keeping where you are during a round. I try no. not. I try not to. I try not to. I love to. I love the post round guess. Sometimes I'll do the front nine and be like, okay, I got to do this and that and that. But like, I have friends who will text me, like, I'm three over through four. I'm like, all right, let's just play golf. Yeah. yeah. Stop, stop thinking yeah, like every hole is the most important hole of your life. Yeah. I've never been big into that. But it actually almost came true what we were talking about last week on the show. Scotty Scheffler almost won. I know. I was watching that. <laughs> I can't believe this. This would be hilarious if he won. <laughs> I think that would have been the best outcome possible is for Scotty Shuffle. I mean, it counts for like, I, and I didn't even know this when we were talking last week, you can get world ranking points here. I didn't know that. Yeah. I I guess I forgot because I knew Colin could become number one, but for some reason in my head that like didn't register as like getting world ranking points. Right. Because it's not an official event, but they got got more world ranking points for that. They said than like the uh, European tour final. Yeah. Does that have to do something with like quality of field? Because, yeah. like, at the Hero, it's, like, 20 of, like, legitimately the best players in the world compared to the DP World Tour where it's, like, six or seven of them. Yeah, it's kind of shady, right? You just go down with 20 guys and, and you can pick up world ranking points and like that. And you're guaranteed to make $100,000. Jordan Spieth shot plus six and went home with hundred grand. Jordan Spieth. Can we talk about Jordan Spieth and Heinrich Stenson? I do want to talk about that, yeah. I mean, this was one of the greatest Hero Challenge <laughs> championships of the world ever. 
<laughs> it really, it really, for a 20 last night about all the stuff that happened in this thing, like, and then this, and then this, and then this. like, what a weird little tournament with so many fun things happening. In it. Yeah. A tw- yeah. A 20 man field to produce that much was fan- fantastic. Yeah. It was great content. So Spieth and Stenson, what they teed off on the wrong tees on Sunday on the ninth hole. And I think it was the ninth hole. And yeah. I was like on Twitter and they're like, Stenson and Spieth had just been, uh, Penalized two strokes for, for teeing off on the wrong tees. I'm like, how that in the world does that happen? Like, we've all been to professional golf events. It's very clear where the tee boxes oh, are. Yeah, yeah, because they don't don't they put like a, that little like board thing? Yeah, <laughs> behind every tee. I don't know. I guess they like move the tee up so they could use. The, I was trying to like decipher what was happening to like use the other tee for like the seventeenth hole or yes. something. I don't really know what was going on. I don't know how you can do that. Apparently they were just like walking head down because they played that tee for the first like six days of the week. Yeah. It's great. It's crazy. And then they had them, you had to go back. Not only did they get assessed a penalty, you got to go back and hit it again. Uh, uh, did you see Spee's explanation of it after the round? He and Stenson talked to the media. It was a great clip. Go to PGA. Uh, Unreal clip. You have to, if you didn't see it, go to PGA Tour Twitter and watch it. It's like three minutes. Hen- Henrik Stenson is a sneaky, really funny guy. Really funny guy. Really funny guy. So Spieth was saying like he, they like just got to the tee and Spieth went to tee off first. And his caddy was like, no, no, you're, it's not your box. It's Stenson's. So like right off the bat, they're just all over the place and not knowing that they're on the wrong tee box. And Stenson hits, and then Spieth goes to hit, and he tees like he does like a like a twenty handicap mistake. He puts the ball like two feet in front of the tee box, yeah, and in front of the markers. Hey, move that ball that back. I've never <laughs> heard of a pro doing that. This whole explanation, I'm like, what? No wonder why these guys didn't know what was going on. They're you know they're in their final group. They're just they're making a hundred k each. They're gonna go home after this, and you know Spieth's got a new kid. Like they're they're checked out, and then they're walking on the fairway, and they're like, "We did what? We teed off on the wrong tee." And that almost makes it worse because they spent five minutes on the tee box figuring it out. They're like, "Oh no, it's you! Oh, and you're in front of the line." At some point, yeah. somebody's got to say, "I think we're in the wrong spot. I don't think we're in the unreal." Yeah. And then there's there was notes up. You know, they were they were they were warned about this during the week. Like the, the tees could be in different places on yeah, give a damn that hole, but. It just goes to show you, like these guys. Most of these guys were just mailing it in, gonna get their hundred thousand, maybe a few, you know, world ranking points. But they weren't like purely locked in. Yeah, and actually, speaking of nine, I mean par five, but I think it played as like one of the hardest holes for the week. Yeah, that There's layup this. is so freaking hard. It just narrows in. I mean, Rory put a five iron on the water trying to lay up. Yeah. That course was sneaky. Like that course is sneaky hard. Like you can make a bunch of birdies, but you can also very quickly make a couple doubles in a round, and then you and then you have to make birdies. Like it's sneaky. Like you gotta really plot your way around that place. Did you see the shot DeChambeau hit when he put it into like the bush and on his approach shot? He he had the ball was like it was like in the he was like in the on a hill in the dirt. The ball's under bush. He had like one eighty in. And he couldn't see the ball. It was kind of under the under like a leaf, and he puts it, he hits it onto the green. And I'm like, God damn! And he probably used like a gap wedge. Yeah, but there's so crazy. many holes like that. Like every time I turned it on, it feel I felt like someone was really far out of position. With like, you know, this wasn't some like easy little resort course. And wasn't he was a 36 hole leader, and then he shot 73, 74. Yeah, it was Not looking good. like maybe, it was looking like maybe he and Brooks were gonna be contending in the weekend god that's ugly that's an ugly weekend ugly my guy borderline came in last that's tough who roars 
Oh yeah. I'm just like, I got the leaderboard in front of me now. So I'm staring at it. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about that. So like last week we were talking about you going out on a limb with your uh, picks top five. It worked. You got one. You barely got Colin Morikawa tried to ruin it. He tried, he did all he could to ruin that bet, but he hung in there. I was watching that. I'm like, man, if if you lose this bet, uh, you had Morikawa and Rory top five. And last week we're both like, this is like an easiest bet to make, right? Yeah. 20 guys playing two of the best players in the world. And on Sunday, one of your picks has a five-stroke lead, and all of a sudden he's like grinding for a top five. For a top, like, I didn't even need him to win. Like no. it's one thing to blow a five-shot lead and you don't win. Like okay, you all you got to do is finish in the top five. You can shoot eight <laughs> over that day, and you're completely fine. And oh That's my god, if he doesn't make, if he loses, if he falls out of the top five, there, like you're you're like reeling for like weeks. Like your confidence when making picks. I would just, never bet on Com. I mean, I would. He would be on the shit list for a couple months. Like I yeah. wouldn't touch him until we get to like the Florida swing. I hold grudges like that betting wise. I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Man. And your lock of the week. So we are one for one lock of the week though. I do have to say you picked a winner. So that's a little harder. to do. But Patrick Reed was up there 15 under three back T three with Sam Burns. Yeah. And he was um, in any yeah. ice Victor on the last. I was going to say he was in classic Patrick Reed form already before the holidays. <laughs> he was what he did on the 72nd hole was to get that ruling. He was trying to get a ruling after his tee shot went in the sand and he felt like his foot was going to hit um, some sort of, you know, thing there on the ground and Hovland's standing there in the, in the, um, in the fairway with his caddy. And like, this is going on for like six, seven minutes. And Hovland's got the lead and he's just trying to win the tournament. And he and his caddy are looking over like, really? Like we got Patrick Reed. This is what we have 72nd hole. Like, it, was the on. only, it was the only thing missing from the event was a Patrick Reed rules controversy. Yeah. And then Reed, Reed did it again on the 18th green. He had a two footer and he like, he got behind the ball to like, look at his lines. Like, dude, it's a two footer. Just tap it in. Hovland's got a putt to win it. It was Sam Burns trying to get up and down on that one hole on Sunday. When I tell you, I watched that video no less than 20 times yes. because that was one of those things if that's me and I do that more than twice, that ball is I'm teeing it up and just nailing it over the green and taking it 12. He tried, he tried the same thing four times. And I don't know how at one of those, you just like hit it 30 feet past the pin and just two putt. Yeah. It was weird. What what, did you make an eight? You got lucky. He had to hit. Didn't you make like a 30 footer, like a 25 footer? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, What do you take? Like fairway wood or it looked like a fairway wood, maybe a rescue. Yeah. A little higher, I think. Yeah, and so he, you know, just to see a professional, like, you know, down in a gully like that, like, I would take out, like, something like that and try that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to chip this thing. I'm going to chunk it or I'm going to – it's like, I'm just going to take the easy way out. And he tried to do that, and the ball would go up to the top. He'll stop and roll back down to his feet. Like, he was in the lead. He he chunked one of them, too, which was tough. Like, he he was doing the hybrid thing, and I think, like, his second or third attempt, he just chunked it, and the ball barely got halfway up the hill. It's like, dude – Get a putter or something. Just nail that thing 20 feet by the pin. Oh, my God. Is there any other sport like this where you can just forget how to play the sport for a minute? No, and you know what's the you know what's the best thing about that? That is just the epitome of golf. He made eagle on the next hole. Of course. He's a professional golfer. That's what Yeah, he's do. professional. <laughs> it's, just un- <laughs> it's just unbelievable. And I got, like, Victor's scorecard up. Oh, look at Victor's back nine. He went, back, like, eagle, yeah. eagle birdie. His back nine, par, birdie, bogey, par, eagle, eagle, bogey, or no, birdie, bogey, bogey. Yeah. He played those three holes. It was a two par fours and a par five. He played it in eight strokes. 
eight strokes. Professional golfer. <laughs> Five under through three holes. Professional golfer. He bogeyed, he bogeyed 17 and 18, right? And still yeah, won the golf tournament. Still won. Still won the golf tournament when Colin Morikawa entered Sunday morning as a five-stroke, you know, with a five-stroke lead. You would never think someone else would bogey the 17 and 18 and win the, win the tournament. God, it is great. We just said it, but this golf course, you can make a bunch of bogeys or birdies. I mean, everyone that I'm looking at has a gigantic score in their scorecard. Scotty Scheffler made, oh, it went away. Scotty Scheffler made, what is that, nine birdies on Sunday with a triple. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Nine birdies. He made nine nine birdies and then mixed in a triple on the fourth. Makes no sense. But, yeah, if you hit it into the shit there, like, you know, you can be in really bad situations. Golf's the fucking worst. I mean, it's the best, but it's the worst. Yeah, it was... JT had an okay week. The middle yeah. of his week kind of – he didn't do anything on Friday and Saturday. Do you think Bones is going to help him a lot this year? I think it's still, it's still kind of weird for me to see him with Bones because he was, with, he was with his boy for a long time. Yeah, Bones is a little more vocal than his old caddy. Like he was standing over one of his putts, and it's just weird to see. Like Bones is very front and center with his players. Yeah, and I think Bones is a really good green reader, and I think that's going to help JT also because when JT struggles, it's usually on the green. It's usually because of his putter, um, and who's to say if that's like stroke related or green reading related? But Bones is very good at that, so I like I like the matchup actually. And JT needed to switch up because. What's this been since when did he win that major? 2016? Yeah. Like it's been kind of a sneaky long time since Justin Thomas has won a major championship. I know he's got like a players, but we always like to talk about uh Rory not winning a major since like 2014. Like JT is like slowly but surely like creeping into that area of like you gotta win a second major, dude. Yeah, and you know what? He has a PGA, like we need to see him win an USO, but he's got bones on his back now and you got to think going into Augusta, that is a huge advantage. Yeah, Bones has been around the block a couple times. So Bones' success with Phil at, at the Masters, like he's gonna, he knows every little piece of that land. Yeah, right? he's walked that golf course. I don't a thousand times. Yeah, legitimately, because I mean, they, yeah, they can go there whenever they want. Yeah, I would hire him just for that tournament. You know, just alone, like he's gonna help him big time at Augusta. Shit, if Tiger doesn't play, I'll tie. I'll hire Tiger to be my caddy. If Tiger doesn't play, if he can thing. hold the, if he can hold the bag, can we talk oh, actually, about- we got to talk about Tiger. Yes. Two weeks ago on the show, I said that he was gonna <laughs> win the Masters. <laughs> Last week, we we backtracked that play, statement, yeah. and we completely went the opposite way after hearing his uh, what was it, his press conference, and yeah. we were like, he's not, he's not gonna play, maybe not even this season. After watching him this week, he might, he might win the Masters again. <laughs> or at least or at least he's gonna i think he's gonna i think he's gonna like play like a decent amount he in this uh, this roller coaster like we're not like crazy because in his press conference he was like we gotta play the tees up i can't hit the ball far i can't do this and then like as soon as that press conference is over he's on the driving range alone with his huge biceps just ripping clubs and on sunday he's there in his <laughs> Sunday red with his black pants on, just crushing drives. It's like, what did you just say like four days ago? And it, and it, and I mentioned it too. It's like in the media, he's setting low expectations. And I think that's the way to go because if you do the opposite and you can't live up to it, then everybody's going to be disappointed. So with the media and fans be like, Hey, if I can do it, I'll do it, whatever. Mm -hmm. 
And then, and then he just goes to the range and bangs balls, hits driver all over the place, wears Sunday red at a tournament he's not even playing in. He's sending mixed messages, and I love it. It was the biggest alpha move. Like, he, uh, you guys go play that tournament. I'm going to be over here. I might, I might steal a little bit of attention over here hitting these drivers. <laughs> yeah, no one cares about the tournament. He can I need a, I need a, I need a Tiger range feed. Just put, just put a, just put a camera down there and let me just watch Tiger bang balls for four hours with a boy, while the boys are playing. And I felt like they, like someone put like restraints on like you, no one could shoot videos of him doing it because all the reporters were there on the ground taking pictures of him. I'm like, can I get one freaking video of his of his driver swing, please? Yeah, someone get close. I think he was on like the private range like there's the the yeah there's like the main range where like the public and the guys are warming up or whatever and then like 350 yards at the other end you can like hit the other way and that's where he was but i don't know the pnc is looking like a possibility all of a sudden they're at 19 groups they need to get to even pnc bank this morning tweeted out like a video highlight to promote the tournament and it's just tiger and charlie it's just those two then it has, they have to play in it. I think they're going to. Because he can have a cart in that tournament. Yeah. And it's not like, a, even if he had to walk it, it's not that. It's a Florida course. And Charlie can carry him. Yeah. Because he really doesn't need to hit driver. Because Charlie has such an advantage with the tee box. And Charlie just stripes the golf ball that it just doesn't matter. This is sick that I can't wait. I would love to see how much better Charlie is this year than last year. I can't I, wait. Awesome. A year removed, he's going to be way better. Yeah. Like I can't wait to see his little kid play golf. And but, he was yeah. he was an electric factory last year. He was nasty. He was, he was hitting drives before he completed his swing. He was giving he was turning around giving thumbs up That's to Tiger. Right. Like you don't have to hit the golf ball. I'm in the middle of the fairway. That's right. That's he's, twir- he's twirling approaches. He made an eagle. He hit like a rope draw three wood into a green and made eagle. Like what the yeah. fuck? He rolled in a putt that, that eagle putt. He was pumping his fist like his dad. It was like the most like. Wholesome, like three days of golf I've ever watched. And JT loved it. Every say he's walking in pots and J- they're like fist bumping the whole time. Electric. Yeah, it's such Incredible. a weird event. I hope they play in it. I it is kind gonna... of a it is kind of a weird event. There's some cool um uh Nelly Cord is playing it with her dad, which will be fun. Mm-hmm. Um Furix there, Faldo's there. Yeah. I think it's kind of, I think Furek's gonna be there. Yeah. Gary Player. Shout out Gary Player. Gary Player. No one likes Gary Player more than Gary Player. I'm not a big Gary Player guy. No. That is true. No one likes Gary Player more than Gary Player. That is very true. Yeah. Good. But yeah, I think Tiger. I th- I, shit, we, like we said, we went from Tiger being uh master champ to never playing again to, uh, oh my God, he's back again. So I did a, plays in the PNC, it'll be unbelievable. I did a 360 in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm and, and I'm and I'm and I'm ba- I'm very glad to be back on this side. Yes. Yeah, I'd rather be hopeful than it's not happening. So I know. I mean, I don't know how he swings with those biceps. They're just gigantic. He's gigantic for no reason. Is the thing. Like he he was wheeling himself around for four months in his house, and yeah. all of a sudden he came to the press conference and he put his arms on the table like this, and yeah. like it, you couldn't. There was no gap in between his arms. Oh. It was just fucking rock. He's so top heavy. He really is. But he was at like he legit like he's been like in shape before. He is like jacked, like legitimately jacked now. It's great. It's a crazy thing. I don't know. It's crazy. I love it though. All right. Let's go. We do have to talk about the QBE. 
the last the last tournament of the year. Well, for the PGA Tour, obviously we have the PNC. What is that? Two weeks from now. Week yeah. From, two weeks. I forget. From now. Two weeks from now. But the QBE is pretty fun. Team tournament. I'm about to pull up the list mm-hmm. of, the, of the teams. Yeah, this is a. I love how they call these tournaments hits and giggles. <laughs> it's such a weird phrase for it, but you know, such a golf phrase though. Yeah, everybody's uh, recently. Everyone has fallen in love with that one. I'm gonna go play some. I can play a few hits and giggles. I'm like a few what's and what's. Yeah, I don't know. It's a new one. But I like this. I like this team format. I like team formats because we don't. Really, I mean, we see it once in New Orleans, and, and that's okay. But like here, where it's just everyone's just having fun. It's not like no real stress or pressure to it. Um, I think it'll be fun to watch. The QB shootout website just has them listed as individuals. That makes no sense. No, you know we got our do. guys. Uh, we got our guys that we've talked about the past couple weeks wanting to play in a uh, pay per view event. They're teamed up together. Max yeah, Homer, Homer and Kisner. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna bet. Oh my god, my phone's gonna die. I can't get betting odds. Um, and I think I have to bet on them just because they're the most fun team. I think. Yeah. I, I, I hope they, they should be mic'd up for this one. How many how many teams is it? Is it 12? Because I have 10 of them. So that all that matters. It's uh, Sam Burns is with Billy Horschel, who there's a reason why that team is the betting favorite. And we'll t- I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about that pair here in a second. Um, Kokrak is with Kevin Na. Uh, the most boring pairing of all time, even though they've won this tournament three times, Harris English and Matt Kuchar. Oh, God. I don't, I don't know if you could, like fabricate a more boring pair than those two jesus bad uh the aussies jason day mark leishman max Homan, kiz ian poulter and lee westwood the old boys are together Corey I, Con- I, I do too just like an old school european rider cup pair yeah. <laughs> love that uh cory connors and graham mcdowell brian Harmon and hudson swafford hey. they could give english and and kuchar yeah. for the most boring pair i think uh, Matt Jones and Ryan Palmer, another one. And mm-hmm. then Sean O'Hare and Will Zalatoris, who it was originally Furick, I think. Yeah. If I remember correctly. And then Furick WD. So Will Zalatoris took right. his place. Yeah. Sean O'Hare, like such a random name. I always, whenever I see his name pop up, I remember like those, those few times he had some big wins and like his whole past with his family. Like he's still out there just grinding. He is out there still playing golf. I forget about him all the time. All but the Sam, time. Yeah, Sam Burns and Billy Ho are the betting favorite at plus 380. So, yikes. Um, yeah. I don't even know if Typico this week has top five, so we might have to nail a winner, but there's only 12 teams. So yeah, we can get a winner out of here. We can get a winner out of that. But the golf uh, course, I don't know how to pronounce this golf course. Tiburon? 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 You nailed it. All, Did all three I? of them. All three yeah. of them? No, <laughs> Tiburon. Tiburon Golf Club. If you know the answer, uh, call in and, and we'll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't come after me because I mispronounced your home course wrong. I don't know what that is. Sorry. Par, par 72, 7,382 yards. Greg Norman design. And he's uh, still the host of this tournament. Uh, that's kind of fucking weird. Yeah. Right. Especially with everything he's got going on with the Saudis. Like, that's very strange to me that I guess this is his thing, but. Super awkward. Like, how is the PGA Tour going to handle him? Like, is he going to be on side all week? It's just like, hey, how you guys doing? I'm making a bunch of money off this tournament, but I'm also getting money from <laughs> the Saudis. He's knocking on the uh, broadcast booth door, like, hey, can I come in and talk to you? Like, yeah, is he going to is he going to be on the broadcast with Sansi on Saturday? 
Oh, sorry. Uh, we're on a time right now. We're, we're going to commercial. Please, please, <laughs> back away. Oh, my God. <laughs> or if they do let him in, he's like, can I tell you about my little side project I have going on yeah, right could now? You, that's what he wants to talk about when he goes on TV. Holy shit. Uh, this tournament is a little bit different, though. It's only three days. So it's only Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and they do different formats each day. First one's a scramble. Hopefully, if you're listening to the show, you know what a scramble is. I'm just going to name these, and I, I just hope you know what it means. Please. The scramble on Friday, alternate shot on Saturday, mm-hmm. best ball on Sunday. So to put it in perspective, I think Kucher and Harris English shot 37 under last year and, and broke the scoring record they set in 2013 at like 34 under. They, they oh, tore it up on the alternate shot where like people don't usually go low. They went really yeah. low. Yeah. And that's kind of the day. The separator is usually Saturday because yes. all these guys can make a bunch of birdies, especially in a scramble. Like, do not be surprised if you see like a, like two or three, like 58s on Friday. That's just like what it is. And Saturday, Sunday's kind of the same thing. Not usually that low, but it's usually like mid sixties to low sixties. Cause it's best ball. Saturday is usually when the pair wins the golf tournament. I would say mm-hmm. with alternate shot. Cause both people have to play really well. Yeah, I, I love the format. I love watching pros in a scramble because that's just got to be like just ridiculous. For them. Ridiculous. It's, it's so ridiculous for us amateurs, but for those guys, like it's they're just gonna go so and like if they go like three under, like it's like you're done. Like you know, like they 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 have to go super low. Yeah, you have to shoot at least what eight nine to even just like stay with everybody. Every time I play in a scramble tournament, I always feel like we did really well. Like I think my last one I played in last month, we shot a 61 or something. And like four teams were in the 50s. Yeah. It's and, just, like, and that's – You walk into the awards thing, you're like, we're probably going to win something. And they're like, no, no, seven teams finished above you. You're like, God damn it. And can you, ma- can you imagine a uh, like professionals doing a four-man scramble? Oh, Jesus. Four looks of putts. would legitimately birdie every hole, I think. So what is that? And then throw a couple eagles in there or something. Yeah. 20 under is probably not out of the conversation. That'd be fun to watch, actually. Yeah. The pressure when you're playing in a four-man scramble and the first three guys miss like a six-footer, you know, like you, like in your brain, you're like, one of us is going to hit it. And all of a sudden, three people have missed it. And they're like, all right, Andy, it's your, you, you got to win this hole for us. You're standing on that six-footer all of a sudden. You're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. But it does feel good when you when you sink the birdie putt for your scramble partners, right? Or you're the la- or you're the last iron shot up in the middle of the fairway, and everybody else is like in bunkers, and you just stuff it to like ten feet, and you're like, yeah, 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 it yeah, feels yeah. really good. This is me. Scrambles are good for the ego. Like you it really court, is. You're like, I think I'm really good at golf. Like, this, <laughs> yeah, this great. Like you forget about the shots you didn't that didn't weren't played from yours. You know? Yeah, you're forget like, OB on gonna... one. Forget yeah. OB on three. Exactly. <laughs> I made a birdie on four, though. It's fine. Doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, some of the other betting odds. Jason Kograk, Kevin Na are at plus 550. Uh, Jason Day, Leash, 750. So are Homa and Kiz. You get down to kind of – no one's really like uh, – I know you can get Bubba Watson and Lexi Thomas for pretty good value, actually. Yeah. Um, but plus 3,000 on Tipico, I think. Shout out Tipico. What's up, Tipico? Tipico. It's probably the last week that you guys don't have to listen to me do an ad. So enjoy that while it lasts, by the way. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we got to put, we got to keep the lights on, folks. Um, so, out of those pairs, which one springs to mind first? Co crack, Kevin Nah. 
Kokrak. <laughs> it's the most random pairing ever. You know, Kokrak, a bomber. Nah, not so much. But they both feel like they, when they show up to golf tournaments, like they're locked in and like they're like uber competitive, like geeky about it. Where like other guys are like, oh, this is fun. We're here. We're our teammates. Like Nas going to be walking in putts. Co-crack is just going to be trying to make more money. He loves money. <laughs> <laughs> so I think these two guys come in like selfishly. They just want to make more money and, and get a win. So nah, Co-crack. No one loves money more than Jason Co-crack on, on the PGA Tour. Yeah, he's going to be like standing right next to Greg Norman this week talking to him. About <laughs> oh, he's going to Saudi. If that's yeah. happened, till now, we'll never see him ever again. Ever. Never. He's gone. Um, just for my rooting interest, I think we will have to do something with, with Max and Kiz, I think. Yeah. They're probably the only the reason where I, that I'm going to turn on the TV this weekend. If they're in contention on Sunday, that'd be fantastic television. And, and I think it goes for them because they're good buddies, and I think they're just going to have like fun. Yeah. Like they're going to go out there, shoot the shit. Like who cares? Make a bunch of birdies and just like moving on. Kisner should be allowed to drink beers during this tournament. He should. He would have, he would have five or six PGA tour wins if he could drink during rounds. Easily. Did you see what he posted this week on Instagram? He's trying to get a, uh, his, his I, almost club. Sent, I almost sent an email. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, he's looking for his <laughs> bro in his club. Yeah. It's a pretty sweet club. The golf course is sick. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, if you can put up with my shit talking, uh, you know, we're looking for an assistant pro. Like, this has got to be a fun place to work. He's the best. We got to have him on the show. We'd love to. I'll slide in his DMs. Do it. I'm going to. Who else? What else? You uh, you staking uh, Poulter and the, the old boys at all? <sighs> Man, Ian Poulter's Instagram stories are some of my favorite things in the world. I don't, he, he's got, three or four social media managers at this point he's everywhere he's on tiktok he's on instagram he's tweeting out a bunch of stuff his dude's instagram active are, yeah his instagram story like his kids are annoyed with him and some of them because he's there like, he's like my kids want me to stop doing this but like he's either like working on his cool cars or he's like he's working on his son with his son's golf swing or he's like getting sweets from me like he's just very personable on it and like you know a lot of the guys in the, in the tour are very you know especially on the pga tour american guys are, are pretty plastic and so, like, Poulter does a great job of, like, making you, like, become a fan of just him as a person and as a player. And so, him and Westwood together, like, two, you know, old geezers, you know, I think they could put something together. It'd be fun to see them put something together this week. And, and it is funny to, I don't know, I, I have no claim to back this up. I don't know where they finished before. But there's always a team like Brian Harmon and Hudson Swafford or, like, Matt Jones and Ryan Palmer that, like, somehow end up near the top of the leaderboard come. Because their games are just so consistent. It's just, like, fairway, green. And then if you can make putts, especially in um, the scramble, you're going to go super low. And then alternate shot, you're probably not going to, like, shoot three or four over. You'll be somewhere around even, probably. Those kind of teams. And I guess that's part of the reason why Harris English and Matt Kutcher have won this event three times, too, because it's just like... Yeah, that's just plotting. Just plotting around. The most boring, and I said it, the most boring golf to watch is good oh. golf. God, I'm so glad Kucher's no longer on uh, Ryder Cup teams. Like, when we had all those guys who were like, Kucher were like, oh, you're just trying to win. Like, now we got, like, killers on our team. Yeah, he brings no juice. None. He's got no juice. He's got big dad energy. We don't yeah. want, but oh, he's, got, like, old, he's got, like, he's got, like, old dad energy. Yeah. yeah. He's, I like, mean, he wears joke energy. He wears Skechers shoes. Yeah, he's he got like a t-shirt tucked into his jorts in the summer or some shit. Like that's uh, Matt Kuchar. Don't like Matt Kuchar. No, I'm not a big Kuchar guy. 
But yeah, looking at looking at these teams, I don't see like I don't think Corey Connors and Graham McDowell. I mean, now they will because I said that. But like, there's just not a bunch of juice. I probably will if they end up being like a top five pick. Hopefully, typical, typical. If you're listening to this, put put more top fives on that bitch. Um, yeah, I don't know. At twelve though, they probably could only put like a probably top not. Two. Yeah, probably not. Um, I might, I might if they do top fives. I might put something on Lexi and Bubba because I think that's just fun. Yeah, I would like that. And, and two again, people that two people that just can't putt. No. An absolute God. nightmare on the green. Like if they have a 10 footer and a scramble, they might not make birdie. They're Lexi terrible. Thompson at the US Open last year was just brutal. She's she's done it like three or four times this year alone. It's really bad. Didn't she do Sam, it at the Pelican like a month ago? Yeah. Like when they were all near the top of like Cora, Nelly was up there. I think Jin Young Ko was up there too. And then she just can't make a three footer all of a sudden. Ugh. Three footers are hard, and she's hard. and she's so good everywhere else though, which is like the frustrating part. Yeah, she's like, so she sick of golf. This open, it was like it was gonna be that feel good story of the year for her, and like and it was just not. No, it was, it was just not. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> it was just not. All right, uh, Jason Day and Mark Leishman, two Aussies. You know, Day had that run a few years ago where he was like number one player in the world, just unbelievable. And now he's just kind of like, oh yeah, there's Jason Day. I'm honestly kind of surprised that it's not. Um, Leach and Cameron Smith. I, I saw Cameron Smith because... last week at dinner, by the way. Did you? How was he? Down here in Jacksonville. How did the mullet look? Unbelievable mullet. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's majestic, that fucking thing. And he's sitting there at a steakhouse with, like, four guys who probably, like, whoever his equipment guys are, and they're they're buying him steak. I'm just sitting there, like, across the room going, like, what a life this guy has. Like, he's sitting here on a Wednesday night. This, this bill is not coming to him. Absolutely not. These guys are just talking him up. He's having a nice glass of wine and a steak. He's got this mullet. He's one of the best golfers in the world. And uh, I was just very jealous the whole time. And the thing, the thing about Cameron Smith is, like, if you don't, if you're not like a golf guy, like, you don't know who that is. So he can just be out all the time. Yeah. And he like, Roy Ma- like Roy McIlroy, like, can't go to dinner in like Jacksonville. No. Because yeah. people outside, like, my mom knows who Roy McIlroy is. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things. But like, yeah. Cam Smith lives the perfect life. He's like, what, a two-time PGA Tour winner? Mm-hmm. Has probably 5 or $6 million in the bank. Maybe, probably more than that, $10 million. And he's just yeah. out here living. And he's got a beautiful mullet. Beautiful mullet. Lives in Ponte Vedra in a big old house. You know. What more can you ask for? That's about yeah, it. I like, uh, I mean, the favorites, the defending champs are English and Kuchar. Or are they defending champs? Yeah. They've won. Yeah. Uh, Burns and Horschel. Uh, they're the fire. betting. Yeah. I mean, they're... They're insane. Burns, this is a Burns' finishes this year. A win, fifth, 14th, 5th, 7th, and 3rd. Jesus. It's pretty good. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of money. That's pretty good. You could, yeah. you could probably argue that Sam Burns is the best golfer on the planet right now. And who's, yeah, I would say, who's to say like, like right now, like currently right now. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Ryder Cup guy. I know you are too. So I'm already thinking like, man, he could be one of those guys that takes one of the guys off the team, you know, in a year and a yeah. half. I think so too, or at least come in as a captain's pick. Yeah, people wanted him as a captain's pick on this one. He was close. He was close. I think he, he was, was one of the last. Yeah, I think he was one of. I don't want to call him finalists because that's not how they do it. But I think he was in the conversation. But that's just crazy. I'm gonna be tracking Coke uh, Rack and Nah to win. Um, I won't be watching. <laughs> Have you ever been fired up to watch Jason Coke Rack play golf? No, no, no. I'll probably put. Um, it's so hard to have a lock of the week be a winner. It is. But with only 12, like in these little limited fields, 
you gotta go, you gotta, you gotta step off that, that. You do. You just gotta fire from the hip and go for a win. <laughs> go for it. And like do Patrick I put, Reed, he was my lock last week. He finished third. But and do know. I put per like I want to take Kiz and Max. Kiz has started three times this season on tour. He's missed two cuts and finished <laughs> T fifty four at the CJ when there was only seventy guys in the field. Right. And then Homo won the first event of the season. And then in four starts since he came in last at the CJ, he missed a cut and his best finish is T35. Yeah. And you're not to vibing on the golf course. No. And you have to wonder how inspired guys are at this time of the year. Like everyone's ready for holiday break for a couple weeks off before going right, to they're, they're three rounds away from like just being at home with the family for the next like month. Yeah. Like, and like <laughs> Max right now is like, all right, I just got to fly across the country one more time. Play this quick golf tournament and get the heck out of here. I don't, I don't know what the these are. One these small fields are tough because some guys might be checked out. I'm not saying Max is, but it's it, it's fair to say some guys might be. Fuck it, I'm doing it. Max oh, win. he's going for it. Max, Max, I'm taking just because if I have them to win and they sneaky get in there like Saturday, then I'll have to turn on the TV and watch it because yeah. the Pats are on the bye. Yeah, so I don't have to watch the Pats this week. Great week for a bye week. I was going to get it in there eventually. Yeah. Um, that the Pats are back. Back. So the I saw a tweet just now that said the Pats and Buccaneers are the two favorites to go to the Super Bowl now. I think there's a company that does some stat company does like um, like Super Bowl like percentage chances of like those matchups happening. It is now the most like the best odds Super Bowl. I put that yeah. horrible, but there's like a 10% chance of that happening. I which. You. It would work out pretty perfectly. Pat's Bucks in LA in Hollywood. Yeah. That's about it. Go right fly there. stadium. Go Pats. Go Pats. A friend so of mine was like, who would you cheer for? Because I'm a Pats fan. And I wanted Brady to win last year. I'm like, 100% cheer for the Patriots to beat Tom Brady. Oh, I wanted, I wanted uh, Tom to leave Gillette in an ambulance in week four. <laughs> Just sack him 15 times and make him, make him go home. And I love Tom. After everything he's done. I love Tom. Yeah. Don't get it twisted, people listening. I love Tom Brady. Don't but get it I did twisted. Want it, I did want him to I did want him to leave in an ambulance. Not nothing serious, just like achy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you take ambulance rides for achy, but yeah. I'm I'm kind of achy. Let's get this guy in an ambulance. If you're that old, maybe 44, maybe. Who the fuck? Put, a, put an ice pack on your chest. You'll feel better. All right. So lock of the week. I got Kez. I got Kiz and Max. Who's your lock of the week? Coke crack and uh all Walking right. in putts all weekend, baby. We were one and one last week. We'll look to keep it rolling next season. We'll have to, in a couple of weeks when we get to the TOC, we'll have to start like actually keeping like a season long tracker. We'll restart in 2022. I can't wait to get to like big, like right now we're in like that slow time for golf and everyone's waiting for the holidays. And I can't wait till we're back with like big ass tournaments being played. Yeah. When we start getting back to, like the, right now we're getting excited about a father son tournament. The, we are we're looking we're at the point of the season we're very much looking forward to turning on the TV and watching Charlie Woods. That's where yeah, we're at. That's where we're at. That, that's where the golf season at. No, but I'm saying usually when they get to um Tory is why I'm like we're back. Yeah, we're back for the whole year. We're back. Yep, we got we get through Maui. Maui and this Maui's like a big celebration of just like the you know the winners there it's it's kind of blah. Course is beautiful, unbelievable views. Sony's looks like yeah, a yeah. That, that course looks like a Muni. Feel, feels like a place like a it Muni. does actually look like a Muni. I remember when Jay, <laughs> I remember when Jay was that the course that JT shot 59? Yeah, at? yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. 
I remember watching wow. it that year and like I could drive 10 minutes away from my house and play this golf course. Yeah, it looked like every Los Angeles community I used to play. It really does. No, I'm looking up the schedule. So we got, yeah, we get past Hawaii and then we get the American Express, which is another eh. Yeah. Fine. But then we get, then we rattle off Torrey Pines, Pebble, Waste Management, the Genesis, the Honda Classic, the Arnold Palmer, the Players. Yeah. All we, gotta, all we have to do, it's just mission, get to Torrey Pines, and then we're just going for the rest of the year. Let's go. But for now, we've got this. But for <laughs> now, we have Jason and Kovac and Kevin Na and Tiger Woods and Charlie Woods. Hits and giggles, baby. All right, folks. We will see you uh, next week. Recap the QBE and um, talk a little Tiger because hopefully by then he'll commit to the PNC. Yeah, I wonder where we'll be next week with Tiger. What? What? what where is this roller coaster? Taking I think us? I'm officially. I'm just staying on Tiger side. Right. I'm. I'm all in. I'm ready to be disappointed, but I. I couldn't be higher. I'll sit down next to you on that on that ride. It only took one look at his biceps and I was back. Woo! God, he looks good. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. See you.